Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. to American Godcast. We are gods here. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for deflating it. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And God boredom. (laughs) God boredom. (laughs) And uh, we are recording this episode over Skype today, just chatting with each other about the second episode of Stars' show, American Gods. Um, Yeah, I am going to go out on a limb and say this was one billion times better than the pilot episode, which was already pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I I know we were kind of – I I don't remember who felt strongest about it, but I I think we were – kind of mixed across the board about the first episode felt like it was visually great. The acting was great, but it might've been lacking a little certain something. I feel like in the second episode, whatever was missing came through in spades and it was awesome across the board. And I'm totally on board. How'd you guys feel about it? Uh, same thing. Like I thought this was great. Uh, so much. It is. So if they kept up the, the, how visually strong it is, it's so good. And uh, so many interesting things happening. It's like, you know, you see little bits and pieces and it's all, I feel like, going to add up. Yeah, yeah. I really thought, like, this was uh, a step in the right direction and such a powerful episode. And, uh, yeah, I loved it. I'm, I'm hanging on every scene. It's, it's fantastic. But You're slowly <laughs> dying. <laughs> yeah, we should mention that uh, uh, Pete has been uh, screaming his prayers of the heavens for, uh, what is it, 48 hours now. So most of his voice is gone. So please excuse him for that. Yeah, please excuse me. Yeah, how Did was God that? worship Pete? I forget again. Uh, the God of Rage. Ah, nice. Uh, okay. How's that working out for you? I mean, you guys know. It's working great. I would think you are the god of rage. Uh, that's nice of you to say. It's kind of the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Oh, wow. This is very sweet. Well, let's get you guys uh, who haven't checked out the first episode. You should definitely watch it because a lot of stuff went on. Caught up to the second episode. There is a guy named Shadow Moon who is an ex-con. He's about to be released when he finds out his wife died. He has trying to get home, desperately meets a guy named Mr. Wednesday who's very mysterious 
recruits him to be his aide-de-camp, so to speak, uh, his right-hand man, though we don't know exactly why yet. And Shadow, while saying goodbye to his wife, gets abducted by a weird, potentially a god named the Technical Boy, who uses technology to something-something, um, tries to hang Shadow Moon, but... He gets free, a bunch of weird faceless guys get killed, and that's sort of where we left off, plus a bunch of other yes. stuff happened. Uh, anything else people need to know going into this episode? No, I mean, I think that is it. All right. Yeah, I mean, we, saw, we also saw, I guess the important thing to say, the opening sequence was uh, Vikings coming to America and uh, worshipping a god to bring the wind back. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And so that's and we should also say that Mr. Wednesday also goes by Mr. Hump Day. <laughs> and he does this dance. It's the uh it's the hump day dance. And he says oh, that that's uh, his chance to do uh, the hump day hump, something like that. I don't know. We'll talk yeah. about that a little bit later. Um Yeah, but- it's hugely important. <laughs> So, spoiler. Yeah. Uh, well, it becomes important later. You guys will find out how. So, the reason the Viking thing at the beginning is important to remember is not because the Vikings come back, but because this is a framing device, it seems like we're going to have for every episode. And here we meet Anansi, played by Orlando Jones, who delivers arguably one of the best episodes. Uh, television scenes I think this season and maybe one of them ever uh, he's in the belly of a slave ship a slave is praying to a Nazi to free him and Orlando Jones shows up dressed in a banana suit clearly having knowledge of the future and lays out the entire history of slavery in America and what it means going forward and it is one of the most fiery monologues I have ever seen in my life yeah, yeah. it's so good uh, uh, we should. I should also point out you're not saying a Nazi like a German, you know, thing. You're saying something else because it sounds like you're saying a Nazi showed up, and I'm like, uh, no, 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 no. I'm saying a Nazi, which is a n a n s i, which is a African trickster god who is usually a spider. Uh, and there's a lot of stories in African folklore and myth that depict him, you know, just playing pranks on people or kind of monkeys pawing them a little bit, giving them their wish, but not exactly how they want. And that's yeah. basically what happens here. The guy is praying to Anansi saying, please save us, please Anansi, um, save us from this. And what Anansi does instead is convinces them, nope, there's no saving. Absolutely not. But the only thing you can do is break out of these bonds and burn the ship to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the ground is the ocean because it's sailing. Yeah. Right. Yep. And the, the thing that's interesting about that, you know, we haven't meant Anansi in the current continuity yet, but Anansi is tricking them away. Like he's telling them the truth, but he's also tricking them because this is Anansi's way of getting to America's shores. Uh, and this isn't too much of a spoiler. We're going to meet Anansi later on. Um, so it's an incredible way of setting up his character. Well, and also he yeah. says uh, that those guys on the slave ship are sacrificing themselves to Anansi. Mm-hmm. So they are his uh, they are his worshippers, and their sacrifice gives him power as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is this is skirting spoilers because, Justin, you and I have read the book, so tell me if I'm going too far here. But between this and the previous scene, what we've what we've seen is this is an immigration story for gods as well, that this is the way 
last episode we saw who whoever the god may be i think you can probably intuit who it is but whoever the god may be that the vikings bring over that's how that god they pretty explicitly say in the first episode that's how that god gets to america and in a similar way anansi at the end of the scene climbs off of a plank that is floated to shore after the burning of the boat and that's how he gets to the shores of america as well so this is showing us how these gods get here, how they become a part of the American tapestry when previously they were in Africa or Scandinavia or something like that. Yeah, as a, I love it as a framing device. We get to see these uh, little vignettes where all the older gods arrive to America. Great. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Then and, we- and let's just read, read, we should also say, not a Nazi. Yeah, <laughs> not, not the opposite, potentially, in fact. Um, like a Nazi hunter, you know, like uh, like Magneto in X Men First Class. That's kind of what he's like. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty um, inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to the bulk of the episode. A bunch of stuff happens with Shadow Moon here, including they kick off officially their road trip, uh, and we find out a little bit more about Mister Wednesday. Overall, how do you feel about the relationship? How do you feel about the stuff that went on in the episode? And what what did you really? I mean, to? I. I was a little disappointed at how slow uh, Shadow Moon is to what's actually going on. I mean, that's a little frustrating, uh, but that's really the only complaint I have. I mean, at some point, all these people appearing to him has got to set off a light bulb that, like, I'm not in the world I thought I was, and I can't just, you know, be blind to all this all the time. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I take your point, but I also, I mean, he's just come out of jail. He's his best friend and his wife uh, just died, and he learned that his life is sort of, sort of a sh- everything he was looking forward to is was a sham. Right, uh, but, he's in shock a little bit, I think. Yeah, but still, like the Wednesday guy shows up perfectly. He gets attacked in a limo by Techno God, and now all of a sudden, people are showing up on TV screens talking to him. I mean, come on, man. Well, so people talk to you from TV screens all the time, Pete, and you shout back at them. That's true. So there is that. Uh, I, You're I, literally shouting at a, a laptop right now, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about this the last episode of the podcast, but I think there's a huge capacity that human beings have to explain things, which certainly ties into the overall theme of the show, that gods are unexplainable or perhaps how we explain the unexplainable, right? That, right. you know, we thunder and lightning happens – Without science, you don't know how. So you say, oh, well, there's this guy with a big beard who lives on top of a mountain, and he's throwing down lightning bolts, and we'll call him Zeus, and that's who he is. I and thought that's it how was that God idea. bowling. I thought yeah, Thunder and Lightning yeah, was God it's, bowling. It, that's all true. All of this God is true. God love bowling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys have always been cool with the fact that I'm the God of podcasts, and <clears> like we just talk and uh, hang out and uh, – I created podcasts. Yeah, that, that was pretty cool. Thanks for doing that. Thanks. Hey, for, it's, I mean, it's not the most sought after God job being the God of podcasts, but yeah. it's not so bad. I mean, before you though, there was no platform for three white guys to get together and chat about. Stuff. Oh God! Uh, yeah, that's my whole thing: is getting white guys work that doesn't pay. <laughs> I'm the God of podcasts. Yeah, pretty sweet. Uh, praise to you. Oh yeah. I'll send you my uh, five head. I'll burn five head hoods in your honor. 
cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, to your point, Pete, this is what we touched on the last episode, but I think shadow, there's whole potential explanations for the stuff, right? Like everything mm-hmm. Mr. Wednesday does, we've already established that he's a grifter. He's a con man. So there's explanations there. Right. Right. I remember you tell me that, but how do you explain the TV shit? There are literally TVs that talk to people. Like, there's a camera behind it and a microphone, and that's how the person is talking to you, you know? Uh, That's entirely possible. Or any of the other things that happen, you know, he gets hit with a device before he gets sucked into Techno Boy's limo. Uh, The device, you could probably be like, wow, that must be some sort of advanced form of virtual reality. You know, that's how I ended up there. And in fact, that's probably what it is even in the context of the show. So for any of those things, potentially you can explain exactly what's going on. Uh, and Shadow is trying to grapple with this. Like to Justin's point, there's a lot of stuff that he's trying to deal with right now. So to say immediately make the leap and be like, oh, they're gods and this is mystical stuff that's happening is probably... You don't have to fun. realize they're gods. You just have to realize this is normal shit that's happening. This is well, just magical shit. Yeah, I mean, but like in all the stories of, uh, like in all the myths, like it's not like the the characters that weren't gods are like, wait, what? Who are you? What are you doing? Like they're, they're scared, but they're going along with it. And like, you can't really tell a story if shadow spends the whole show being like, Hey, stop talking to me. TV. This isn't real. Or like I, a good I, magic just trick. a moment of, of doubt or something would be helpful for me because but he this has goes that all su- season. I'm, I, you know, it's going to be frustrating. He has that moment of doubt. He, after escaping from technical boy and he runs over to Mr. Wednesday's room and immediately is like, you need to tell me what is going on. I need to know what's going on. How is, what is happening? Pull back the veil a little bit. And Mr. Wednesday doesn't completely, you know, he hints at things, but clearly shadow knows Things are not totally on the up and up, but he is so lost that he's willing to go along with it and see what happens because the alternative is essentially he just goes somewhere and goes in a hole and dies. I think like those are his options is he has nothing for him. So going with this thing he doesn't quite understand is preferable, at least for now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, back to get back into the show, we have him taking a bath. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after. So, I mean, that's pretty weird because who takes a bath? Yeah. Uh, so I think he's Good dealing point. with it in his own way. When was the last time you guys took a bath? Uh, it's probably not together, not, not together, but separately. Oh, oh uh, not together. Okay. So yeah, not, yeah. so the answer to your not question is last night, but in general, yep. like years, years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well that's straight for the books. I mean, shadow mood takes baths pretty frequently in the book. Not pretty frequently, yeah. like not every couple of like hours. Like once a day? Like once a day. <laughs> yeah. He bathes. It's amazing. Um, yeah. But that's the sequence that leads, uh, I think it's the sequence that leads up to that where he's walking through his house and he keeps seeing Laura everywhere and she's essentially haunting them. That was beautifully filmed. Beautifully yeah, filmed. Right. That was great. I mean- just, I could have done without the dick pic, but other than that, I thought it was. Uh, what pretty- did you think of the dick pic, though, uh, as far as dick pics go? <laughs> pretty well done. Yeah. What? Here, here's the thing. I haven't looked at a lot of dick pics or being been sent a lot of dick pics. Why do people do that? I have no idea. I mean, that's uh, just. It's, it's like, show me what's coming. Show me what you got. <laughs> yeah, but that was like. 
I mean, I, I sort of get it if it's like full on, like a dick selfie, I guess. But if it's just part of the dick, that's just, is that well, a, it's the part? It's the part that changes size and shape. So that's the part. <laughs> Most people aren't like, let me see those balls, son. <laughs> well, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I, yes, I I'm sure ball dicks are a thing. Probably. Yeah, no, I don't think. I mean, I mean it, when you think about it, a dick changing size and shape, it's like a little God. Oh, <laughs> oh, now we know what Alex worships. Yeah. He worships the great grower, not shower God. <laughs> if you have any really good dick pics, please email us. What? No, no, I'm not going to finish that. <laughs> Comic book club live at gmail.com. Oh, wow. It's, uh, it's all right. Uh, Salvin, you're the only one checks that email, so that's listening dick pics. Um, <laughs> I, honestly, though, I did think that was a really funny moment. It was sad, and then instantly when he looks up and sees it on the, the <laughs> yeah. iPad, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. It was like a middle finger being flipped at him. Oh. Totally. It was um, a dick. And it's not the only uh, erect penis that we see in the episode is the other thing, because we get a little more hint of Bilquis's powers where she's been yeah. – shoving people into her vagina and she shoves a bunch of other people into her vagina this episode i guess they go to some sort of dimension in the space is what's happening where they feel yeah, eternal like it happiness seems like, seems like a fun spot yeah, yeah. would you do like, that like just, yeah dude definitely she's <laughs> me bill quiz she's snacking on dudes and ladies with her vagina all day yeah. her day i'm gonna just get in there do the whole reverse birth thing and go have a, like go to boner dimension. Like I'm way down. <laughs> like, I spent a weekend in boner dimension once, and it was awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what. I really feel like Neil, Neil Gaiman missed a bit by not calling the book boner dimension. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, a yeah. sequel. Yeah, because that's like that's the main thing that people need to take out of the show is not the questions about immigration or how we worship or how we relate to religion in modern day, but boner dimension. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's what I think the afterlife is. Yeah, I actually did think the stuff with Bilquist was really interesting this episode. It was, so far, it's not tied to the main narrative at all, but it's the expansion, no pun intended about the boner stuff, of what we found out about her this episode and how she's visiting what certainly seemed to be a statue of herself back in the day and her jewelry back in the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. That she's feeling lost just as much as shadow moon or any of the other characters are. She is not what, what she once was and wants to get back to the God that she was. And she can only do that by shoving people into boner dimension. She feels like a reluctant God. This is like, this is like in a, in a lot of vampire stories when vampires are snacking on like animals Mm -hmm. and they miss being able to, uh, their former glory. Mm -hmm. It seems like she's eating, uh, she's, vaginally eating like one person at a time when what she wants is sacrifice worship like the whole deal yeah yeah absolutely and the other thing that i thought was interesting um which you could probably intuit but it was a little up in the air exactly what kind of god she was but i think based on the statue she's a fertility god pretty clearly she's not a yeah. a sex god necessarily so that explains the whole reverse birth things shrinking people down to the size of babies um, more so than the sex part does. Like she's not trying to get pleasure from it. She's trying to bring people back to the happiness of birth. I think. Yeah. I mean, well, it's like she when, does when, get younger in the process, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Like when we eat regular food, like we flirt with it a little bit before we put it in our mouths. What? It makes total sense. Yeah. Like, hey, sandwich, how'd you get here? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, as, a, as a god, it must be awesome to just go check out old statues of yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like flipping, the museum. kind of like flipping through selfies on your phone. Like I keep all my dick selfies on my phone. Just so I'm like, uh-huh. oh yeah, there, there's what I was like ten years. Is that too far? Did I just take it too far? I felt like maybe I took it a little too far. Yeah. No, no. I, what's too far is when you're constantly showing us your your private <laughs> dick Instagram that you have. Um, it's we, called we Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> We should probably uh, get away from this a little bit. Please. Because there's a bunch of uh, other stuff that happens in the episode. Yes. Yep. Well, how about Ian McShane's road trip hat? Pretty sweet. Huh? <laughs> it was a pretty sweet hat. I I mean, again, Ian McShane is perfect so in the show. He's so, so good. Um, I'm so excited. I know there's some stuff that we're heading towards just based on where we are in the book. And I, I'm... I'm just excited to see all the different ways that he's going to play this character and all the different shading that he gives him. Um, but one of the big things that happens towards the end of the episode is we meet uh, Chernobog, who is a very important god going forward. Uh, and the well, we meet two of the three ladies he lived with. Pete, since you're not quite as familiar with the material, what do you think about all this? That was very intense uh, scene. Uh, uh, yeah, I was screaming at the television not to challenge a god and checkers. I just was like, this is a really dumb move, man. Um, and I was surprised that Wednesday wasn't pulling him aside and being like, hey, man, you sure you want to do this? Like, what, uh, what, what god do you think that guy is, Pete? It's clearly the god of uh, hammer checkers. Mm. God mm. of hammer. Interesting. Uh, so you think he's like Mario? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good. It's actually pronounced Mario. Oh, <laughs> okay. Maybe he's Wario, actually. Oh, maybe he's one of the. Uh, wait, who holds hammers? Is it Koopa Brothers? Yeah, the Koopa Troopas. Koopa Troopas. No, no, no. It's the Koopa Brothers. The brothers hold the hammers. The Koopa Troopas yeah. just kind of like walk. Yeah. So he's one of the Koopa Brothers, probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And glad, the, glad we laid that. Uh, yep. And the three ladies are the Toad Retainers. Hmm. And Mr. Wednesday is... And Mr. Hump Day. Mr. Hump Day. Great. Uh, well, what do you think was going on in the scene? How did you, you guys feel about it? What did you interpret from these scenes? I mean, I was a little disappointed we didn't get to see the third sister that they kept talking about. Uh, Something's up with that lady, I bet. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, like, it was just a very intense kind of scenario it was funny because like he kept saying hey bro get for you and nobody seemed to care um but yeah i i just thought it was very very intense scene and and yeah in general people seem sort of sick of mr wednesday mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly well um, he is clearly not what he once was he's trying to convince people to team up with him for something again we'll skirt spoilers here but he uh they're very reluctant to join whatever fight he's recruiting them for but he's pulling out all the stops and i think they know he's a grifter right that's the difference is like they know he's a con man and they know when he is saying these things. He's trying to con them. And I think that's why they're so weary of everything that he's doing is they know his charmingness is always for some gain at the end. Yeah. 
and I mean, you say Ian McShane's Mr. Wednesday is not looking so hot. Uh, Chernobog doesn't look so hot either. No. All these folks are maybe losing a step, these older gods. Right. Yeah. Versus the younger Especially, gods. Oh, go ahead. The gods seem pretty fresh. Yeah. Especially when he's talking about, you know, murder and cows and how he used to have so much fun with it back in the day, but now it's just, you know, almost automated and there's no joy in it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, knowing the book, we're going to get a pretty clear explanation for all this coming up. But we did jump ahead and we didn't really talk about uh, media played by Jillian Anderson. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about that scene? Other than playing Pete, the fact, ball. yeah, playing the seal ball. Other than the fact that it's crazy that a TV was shouting back at you, which Pete, I'm sure, sounds very nice. <laughs> It'd be nice to get a response once. Uh, yeah, I just think that. It was, first off, amazing casting. I thought she did uh, really look the part. Uh, but it was so weird to hear her talk like that. It was, uh, was kind of creepy, especially when she was like, you want to see my boobs? Yeah. I thought it was great. I mean, she, Jillian Anderson is so good. She's so, uh, to see her in the show is great. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I mentioned to you guys last episode that I've been watching Hannibal at the same time, the other Brian Fuller show, and she's on that as well. And she's the, uh, the difference between these two characters. I mean, beyond the fact that it's Lucille Ball is insane. Like, I feel like most people know her from the X-Files and they know her as Dana Scully and that's pretty much it. But to see the actual range that she has as an actress is stunning. And she's great. You want to see Jillian Anderson at peak Jillian Anderson? Watch The Fall. Yeah. The the Fall is a great show. uh, Crime uh, sort of murderer, serial killer. She's hunting him and it's like very sexually charged. But like she's just like ice queen the whole time. It's amazing. When do you guys have all this free time to watch other shows? Uh. Uh, all the time, I guess. Yeah, I mean, American Gods is like an hour long. And then there's uh, several hundred more hours in the week. Yeah, there's 24 hours every day, Pete. That's like 22 hour-long dramas. That's, that's intense that you guys watch so much TV. And yeah. two hours of comedies. Yeah. That's great. That's four comedies right there. Or if you're watching them on demand, it's like six comedies because they're usually about 20 minutes long. Exactly. Season three of Catastrophe, you can blow through that so quickly. Yeah, it's wonderful. Everybody should check it out. If you take one thing away from this podcast, please watch Catastrophe. <laughs> uh, the blood, I was going to say, the blood budget for this show is off the Oh, yeah. Everything bleeds. Yeah. I want to see the, the check, every checker bleed after they're killed. What, well, the killed? Checkers. How do you think checkers is played? How do you play? I smash them with a hammer every time I take one of them off the board. Yeah. Do you talk like this at the same time? Uh, yeah, uh, that's still seeing uh, Peter Stormare, Stormare play uh, Chernabog when it took me right back to Armageddon when he played yeah. the dude in the space station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, you know, he's, he's so great. I, I, I'll tell you, when they he's announced amazing. the casting for the show, just across the board, the two things that got me most excited were Ian McShane as Mr. Wednesday and Peter Stormare as Chernabog, just because yeah. those are perfect Absolutely yep. perfect. And I can't believe we, how long was that sequence at the end? That had to be at least five minutes of just playing checkers. And yeah. it was great. Just yeah, it was <laughs> the tensest so game intense. of checkers yeah. ever. Um, so let's talk about where we left it. 
what do you think is going to happen next? Is Chernobog going to kill Shadow Moon? Is that it? Is that the end of the show? I yeah, guess I so. I, he it was lost. a three-episode series. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to get a hammer. He's going to get a hammer right to the head. Mm-hmm. He's uh, As long as Chernobog still is worthy enough to lift the hammer, you know? Oh, right. Uh, I, get, I get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. And I guess we'll see uh, if, if that's true. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Uh, before we wrap it up, um, if you guys have any questions for us, we regularly solicit them. So hit us up either about this episode or questions about the next episode for when we tape. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Comic Book Live or email Comic Book Club Live at gmail.com. Also, you can send other pictures there or whatever you want. That's totally fine. Uh, but. <laughs> Before we wrap up, <laughs> you're gonna, you know, it's funny that you're soliciting dick pics, but you're gonna start getting them. Oh God, I, I hope not. Um, let's end as we always end with God of the episode. Who was the God of the episode? Justin, do you have a pick? I uh, gotta go with media. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a right. great introduction for media. Loved meeting her. Looking forward to seeing more from her. Nice, Pete. What about you? I'm going to go with uh, Orlando Jones as the Nazi. Uh, really just a Nazi. A Nazi. A Nazi. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, you. you said a, a Nazi, but he's a Nazi. A Nazi. Thank you. I, you know, Very I'm close. Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just thought it was such a powerful, amazing monologue and uh, a hell of a way to start the show. Although I am getting a little tired of the weird cutaway of just blood running across the screen. It kind of feels a little like student filmish sometimes. Maybe it's the, uh, it's the blood from the elevator and the shining. And that, that was a God the whole time. It was leftover blood from that that shoot still running. Uh, I'm, I'm very tempted to go for Chernobog just because I was so excited to see Purdue Stormar in the part, but I'm going to agree with Pete on Anansi that, monologue was as i said one of the best things i think i've ever yes. seen on television it Very was good. so good if you'd like to support this show and the other shows that we do patreon.com slash comic book club also we do a regular live show every tuesday night in new york at 8 p.m which is totally free you can check out info on that on our website comicbookclublive.com pete what else do you want to plug friend us on facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. And remember, send me all your dick pics. Worship at the altar of the podcast, God. (laughs) And download and and then play. Don't just download and not play because then it doesn't count as a listen. So listen. Remember to review and like. (laughs)